All right, welcome into the Mental Edge podcast. Dave Garson here and proud to be uh, getting some support from the Mental Health Association here in Delaware. And I have Roberta Fishgold with me from the organization. Roberta, first of all, what is your role and what is the impact of the organization here, not only in Delaware, but beyond? Uh, My role is I'm the development manager here. And our key mission of the Mental Health Association is education, advocacy, and awareness where we can support families and friends who are struggling with any type of mental health disorders. And we have kind of merged with the peer group whom we'll be speaking very shortly. And they are an extremely hardworking group who I am proud to be associated with, who give their hearts out to those who have struggled because the peers themselves have uh, lived experience with um, mental health recovery and substance use recovery. And I met Dave via internet and we became friends <laughs> like that. And he very much wanted to be associated with our organization and ever so kindly ran the Philly Marathon on our behalf. And that began our story here. Yeah, I feel like I'm still recovering from that. So uh, <laughs> trying to uh, get healthier by the day. So. Do you have any events that you wanted to talk about that are coming up? I know there's one in particular that I'm going to be involved in in April, but anything else you want to talk about that's that's coming up with the organization? We have several events coming up that um, we want to bring awareness to the community that we are here. So if you need help, um, call us, email us, search out our website. We have great blogs for you to read to help. And as Dave said, we're having a re- Erasing the Blues South on April 4th at 1030 on the Rehoboth Beach bandstand and we will then have a mindfulness program in may for may is mental health month we'll have a comedy night in july because after all laughter is the best medicine That's right. and then we'll do another erasing the blues north in newark so all of these programs can be found on our website www.mhaind.org and the good thing is the the event on the fourth is walking not running so i get to feel a little bit more comfortable. I don't have to run the whole time. So Roberta, thank you for your time. We're going to move on here with the podcast. And today's first topic is the stigma of mental illness in the workplace. And I have uh, Shania, is that correct? Correct. And uh, Shania, what's your role here uh, at the association? So I'm new to the team and I am a peer coordinator and outreach uh, person here with um, MHA. Uh, MHA will be starting our internship program uh, this coming uh, spring. Okay, nice. And I will be uh, spearheading that with uh, different agencies to get our qualified peers into okay. the uh, workforce. So we know one of the big topics uh, that probably you faced, all of us have faced that have mental illness is this stigma of you know mental illness in the workplace. What do you think the current state of uh, this stigma is in the workplace? Maybe from your personal experience or just things that you've learned out in the community? <clears throat> I'm working in the mental health field. Uh, peers are, are greatly appreciated for those that we service, but it seems that the agencies that we tend to work for don't have that much appreciation for us. And because we fall into that stigma of maybe substance abuse or mental health, um, they can be a little bit more um, <clears throat> non-supportive when it comes to um, supporting us and our needs when it comes to giving us self-care or um, helping us deal with um, the stress or the triggers that come along with being in a mental health field. And how do you think things have changed over the past few years? Has it gotten better or are we still in kind of the same spot we were a few years back? 
Well, we aren't walking around with the white coats on with our arms wrapped <laughs> around us. But um, I still believe that when it comes to that journey, we have a long way to go. Okay. And how would you recommend individuals that have mental illness approach the topic at work? Is it something they should be open about with their bosses? Is it something they should hide? What's your recommendation for that? Um, I think they should be upfront with it because that's who they are. And if they stand in that uh, strength of knowing who they are, um, I believe that that will help break down that stigma. Um, I believe that the employers need to know that we all have some form of mental health. Um, it may not be to the extent of others, but on some form of that um, uh, uh, spectrum. Spectrum, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, we do um, experience that. So we need to be more sensitive to one another because you never know um, when it's your turn to need that support and not get it. And are there outlets for those kind of people? We had talked uh, off air about um, job coaches. Have you heard of those individuals being there to help um, people that have mental illness navigate the stresses of their job and you know, they have a tough day and they want to quit or, you know, their boss is on them. Are there other support act aspects out there for them? Um, I believe there's a, there are hotlines out here. Mm -hmm. um, there's a suicide hotline. Don't want to go that, to that extreme, but yep. there are, that is that. And then we have support groups out here to kind of help with depression, uh, um, suicide, um, uh, any kind of stresses you may be going through. There are support groups out here in Delaware okay. for those things. And finally, how do you think we can get better at this? Do you think it's just more of the openness in the workplace and just saying that, you know, mental illness is like, you know, having the flu as well? Like you need a mental health day. Do you, I guess I should ask, mm -hmm. do you believe in the mental health day? Is I that, do believe that... in the mental health day. Um, work um, alone can be very strenuous. Um, so I do believe in the mental health day to re recoup yourself. Um, I think that when the peer mo movement is coming along, it's going to start to have where peers support other peers um, because we know what it's like to be on the workforce and also trying to deal with the uh, resiliency of overcoming what we have overcome. So I do believe um, on the, in the forefront it's going to become more where we're supported and mental health becomes something where it's just calm and like a cold. Yeah, absolutely. I think it definitely has gotten better, especially with the media covering mental health and uh, a lot more awareness out there with organizations like yourself that are supporting that cause. Well, Shani, I really appreciate you joining Thank me, you talking me. a little bit about the stigma of mental illness. And that'll be a topic we'll go through on the podcast a lot more. But uh, appreciate everybody joining us for episode one. And we'll be back with more. Uh, our next topic is going to be addiction. So stay tuned. All right, welcome in to episode two of the Mental Edge podcast. Dave Garson here. I'm once again at the Mental Health Association here in Delaware. Uh, last topic we had was the stigma of mental illness in the workplace. And today we're going to talk about a huge topic nationwide and probably across the world, uh, which is addiction. And I have James here. James, what's your role with the Mental Health Association? <clears throat> Thanks. Th uh, thank you, Dave, for having me. My name is James Sievers. I'm the director of the Mental Health Court Peer Team. My, um, I work with a superior court. My job is to you know, help people to have substance abuse and mental health issues navigate through life. Okay. What is that current state of, of addiction and, and mental health that's going on, particularly here in Delaware? Um, it's rough. It's bad. <clears throat> um, you know, we have people dying every week from opiates. Um, mental health is being addressed but not addressed like it should be addressed. Um, you know, I feel like we could do more as far as going to those, those areas that we're not going to, those hard areas that's been... Um, let's say in this in this phase for about 20 or 30 years so you know my job is to go into those areas that everybody else is scared to go in and pull those people out okay 
And what kind of things do you do when you identify those those hot spots where there's a lot of issue? Are there are there support groups that you put them through? What kind of things do you do? Well, first thing we do, you know, because I'm from those areas, um, you know, um, I would go myself and be an example, and some inspiration to people that's, <clears throat> you know, that's still stuck, uh, you know, because I feel like people need to see an example of what can be. You know, what I mean, if you put in the hard work, if you do certain things, so you know, I'm the example, of, you know, of those things. So my job is to go back and, you know, to try to motivate and uh, help people, you know, get to that other level of, of life. Absolutely. Now, what, what got you out of that, that troubling time in your life? What, what pulled you out of that? Pain. Pain and being tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. It came to the point in my life where, um, you know, I was, cause, like, I was just co-signed to being a junkie, you know, and, and, and uh, that's a stigma, too. So, you know, being, being in the streets and running around doing the things that you do, you know, um, I was afforded the right to get tired. A lot of people today are not afforded the right. They can do one bag of dope and die. So, you know, because I got tired, you know, I went and got help. I went to detox. Uh, you know, I got into the field. I've been in the field now for the last eight years, you know, trying to save people's lives, you know, because that's what it's about, you know I mean, at the end of the day. It's not about um, the money. It's not about, you know, you know, a job position. It's just about going back, helping those people that feel like they can't be helped. Yeah. So speaking of those people that can't be helped or, or that are struggling, what are your go-tos? What, what do you start with in that process to get them better? Well, first I go with, uh, you know, motivational speeches. You know what I mean? First I go to them, I talk to them about, uh, you know, how they doing, what's going on. But I can already see the pain, so I already know that they're not going to really talk to you. So what I do first is give them a hug. You know, I go, I hug them, I let them know that, you know, somebody loves them yep. and that help is available. And once they see that somebody's willing to hug them in their state or show them love in that state, then that opens them up to, you know, conversation. So from the conversation, ask them, you know, what's the problem? What drugs are you on? Or, you know, do you want help? If they say yes, then I take it upon myself to help them. Absolutely. You know, me and my staff. So how do you think the, the role of uh, the, you know, police officers out there and, and other agencies are, are dealing with this? Are they doing better at this than they used to? Is there still issues? Is there... A challenge between somebody like yourself and the and the uh, communities uh, that are out there. Well, um, I would say in the brown and black communities, it's probably still the same, because we, as black men or black people, you know, we, you know, we don't, we're not open to the police. You know, we have a long history of whatever we have with the police, but they do have something in Delaware called Hero Help, where you know they're trying to, you know, you know, help out people that's on drugs, or whatever, and um, you know, I mean. I guess it's good. Yeah. So as far let's switch more to the media and that aspect of it. How do you think they're covering this? I mean, we we hear it all the time on the news, but it seems like it's a very high level. They're overview. covering it, but they're not covering it like they're supposed Maybe not to the be covering. Yeah. You know, they're see, like I come from that era when you know when I was running around getting high, it wasn't a disease. Mm -hmm. You know, or when I was running around doing drugs and getting in trouble and doing all these things that people were doing today, it was criminalized. So I was put in jail. Today you have opportunity because of uh, so many people dying, so mm -hmm. many, a different race of people dying. You know what yeah. I mean? That now this, okay, it's a problem. But when my race was dying, it wasn't a problem. So for me, seeing that that's going on, it's my job to go back and help my race because nobody else is helping us. You know what I mean? They say they are, but in a lot of ways they're not. You know what I mean? So that's my job. That's my fight. Absolutely. And, and do you have... 
uh, a bunch of support on your end as far as the organization here that goes out and helps you? The Mental Health Association of Delaware is very supportive. You know what I mean? They allow me to go out and do outreach. They allow me to reach those people that can't be reached and also the state of Delaware. Uh, D. Sam, you know, you know, everybody is, is, is helping, but it's a slow process. Absolutely. And last question, if there's somebody out there that, that happens to listen to the podcast that is struggling, that, that hears you and, and knows that you've gotten through this, what, what do you want to say to somebody like that? I want to say no matter what, no matter how far you are, no matter how you feel, no matter how depressed, how much pain you're in, that I'm here to tell you that there's hope, that there's hope and that you can do it because I did it. You know what I mean? That's what I want to tell them. Absolutely. Well, James, I really appreciate your time coming on the Mental Edge podcast, our second episode here, talking about addiction. I'm sure we're going to talk about it many more times, so we'd love to have you on again. And uh, thank our audience for joining us, and thank the the Mental Health Association here once again for having us. We are going to continue to spend time here and talk about many more topics, but probably the first two, which are the stigma of mental illness in the workplace and addiction, are probably going to be pretty heavy topics that we talk about Mm -hmm. quite a bit. So we'll see you down the road, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me. All right, welcome into the Metal Edge podcast. Dave Garson here once again at the Mental Health Association in Delaware. Pleased to be joined here by Stephanie, who has a big role here at the organization, but it didn't really start that way. You've uh, battled alcoholism, and now you're a, a full-time member of the team here. Talk a little bit about your journey and then how you got hired on here. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah. yeah, so my name is Stephanie Reeves, and I'm a peer educator here at the Mental Health Association. But like you said, it didn't start out that way. Um, so about three, I've been in recovery for, in alcohol abuse for about three years now. Um, and the minute I got sober, I really just kind of wanted to find an organization that I could give back at. So um, I went to the Erasing the Blues um, 5K back in October of 2017, and I met someone from the MHA staff, and I later contacted her telling her that I wanted to volunteer. So for about two years, I popped up on like at pretty much every volunteer <laughs> opportunity, at health Very fairs active. and help Roberta stuff envelopes and yep. do all kinds of other fun things. And um, like you said, about two years after doing that, I was offered a very, very amazing position as a peer educator here at MHA, and I am I'm so happy to be here. It's like a dream come true. Still doing it. Now you have a podcast you're on. This yeah, is big time. You know that. So, you know, one of the topics we talked to James last time uh, about addiction, and you've gone through that. What was your experience like? Like, how do you pull yourself through that? What kind of support did you have? It was definitely one of the most difficult things I've ever done. So, I didn't drink at all in high school. It really started when I was in college. Um, I started drinking really in order to start to, to try to be able to fit in. Um, and then it just, it descended in a dark, dark place from there. But, you know, it took a lot of help. It took some very caring, compassionate people to um, help me through and get me the help that I needed. And I feel so indebted to them. And I just want to be able to give back by being here at MHA and just using my experience, strength and hope and my story and my education in order to be able to help others through their, um, get through addiction as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your day-to-day like here at the, at the association? It's pretty busy, but I absolutely love it. So the majority of my role is as training and teaching so I'm on the road a lot teaching the certified peer recovery specialist courses so um, my favorite sections to teach are trauma and communication those are two really important things you know they say um, you know that marijuana isn't the gateway drug alcohol isn't the gateway drug trauma is the gateway drug so uh, trauma is my absolute favorite course to teach okay and then we were asking James about sort of uh, the state of addiction, particularly in Delaware. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is it a serious, serious problem here? 
I feel it definitely is. So every day when I log on to Facebook, I just see more, um, you know, names of people who have passed away or just friends who, you know, post things in remembrance of people. So it seems to be just really, really heartbreaking. More people passing away from this horrible disease each day. So Yeah, and I want to go back to something you said about trauma. So we know with other mental illnesses, you know, you have bipolar that stress can be a trigger. Um, that can yeah, lead sure. to it even getting worse or even, you know, just starting that process of, of the mental illness. Um, talk a little bit more about trauma and that's its impact on, on addiction and, and what, what exactly you mean by that. So basically, um, trauma or addiction is a, is a normal response to abnormal circumstances. So it's people's way to self-soothe and try to cope. So addiction becomes a coping mechanism for people who have trauma, you know, just want to be able to numb those feelings away. People who have been traumatized, who don't know how to cope with their feelings are using um, substances like alcohol or heroin or cocaine or whatever in order to be able to run away from their feelings. So yeah. it's, it's really a, a normal response to abnormal circumstances. Yeah, that's a really good, good way to put it. And it, it seems like it impacts everybody, every ethnicity. It's it's pretty widespread. And, and do you think that, you know, we had asked James about media coverage and law enforcement. Are we doing a better job in society dealing with it and sort of identifying it as a mental illness or do we still have a long way to go? You mean trauma or? Addiction, just in general. I think so. I think that um, people are finally starting to realize it for what it is, that it is a disease, that it is an illness. I think that people are becoming more educated on what um, addiction and mental illness is and are trying to, are starting to treat it as such. Okay. And MHA does a great job in the education, advocacy, and support in order to be able to get that message out there to people. Absolutely. So um, what what how can people get involved here? If, if they, you know, know somebody that is facing addiction, you know, how do they get in contact with you or with the with the team here uh, to get help? Well, my personal email address is sreaves, S-R-E-A-V-E-S, at mhinde.org. Or you can call our number or just call anyone, um, <clears throat> reach out to, on our website, and people will definitely be happy to you know, talk to you to see the best way you might be able to fit into the organization, whether it be raising money or volunteering or, you know, um, come to one of our trainings or anything. We're always happy to have more people come and get involved in an organization. Absolutely. And and one of the questions I asked James to, to finish up here uh, with you, Stephanie, is, uh, you know, if there's somebody out there struggling right now addiction, what, what would you want to say to them that, that might be listening to the podcast? You are definitely not alone. There are hundreds and hundreds and millions of people out there who have been in your shoes and who have who can help you get out of your get, get out of that dire situation as well. I've been there. You know, my entire peer team has been there. So there is help out there, and you are not alone. And please feel free to reach out. You're not a burden, and I'm glad you're still here. Yeah, great, Stephanie. Great speaking with you. Really appreciate it. You know, we've we've done uh, a few episodes now. Addictions come up on on two of the three, which are really important topics. So we will definitely continue to talk about that. Uh, thanks to Roberta and everybody here at the Mental Health Association, and thanks for tuning in, Dave Garson. Saying so long here with our third episode of the Mental Edge podcast.